Here we are with Mouse Guard, a Canadian tale, episode seven slash the winter episode slash the outroduction. You know, the wrap up episode we do, listeners. Uh, I'm Tyler, and to my left we have X playing Y. Kevin playing Renard. Peter as Finn, Small Pulse. Devin as Gearheart. And Nicole as Gwyn. Take it away, Tyler. Okay. So oh, wait. It is January 2019. Take it away, Tyler. <laughs> so the winter session is kind of a bookkeeping level up slash pause for reflection uh, moment. Uh, the first thing that happens is you all rest and recover. When you get back to Lockhaven, there's a lot of celebrations. The different patrols come back in. People are toasted. A lot of food is brought out. Things are very comfy for you. So if any of your nature is taxed, you can restore it to your starting maximum rating. Whoa. Um, also, not every mouse has their birthday in the winter, but the winter session is a good time to remember that you aged a year, so everyone goes up a year. Oh, shit. You also get to practice your skills. Um, you're going to practice three different skills uh, because you do a lot of training over the winter in Lockhaven. Um, when your character practices a skill, note a test for advancement. You can choose whether it's a pass or a fail. You don't have to roll it, you just choose. You can practice one patrol skill. A patrol skill is one of the skills that your character started with. Mm -hmm. uh, and then you practice one non-patrol skill, which is a skill that's not from your character's skill list. So patrol skill would be anyone that's listed for a tender paw, mm -hmm. and a non-patrol skill would be one that's not listed for a tender paw for you. Mm -hmm. And then you practice one skill that you don't have. It can be a completely new skill or a skill you're currently trying to learn. Okay. Just go and give yourself three passes or fails. Okay. Can they be in the same, can two of them be in the same? As long as they're fighting uh, those... Well, because it's a patrol skill, a non-patrol skill, well, the other one has and one that you don't have. Skill? Yes. Okay, so I guess I'll put one down. What defines a patrol skill again, guys? Uh, it'll be in the book. It'll be different for each person. Yeah, whatever can, your rank is, it's the one I'm, you I'm out guard. Whatever you started with, pretty much. Roughly is the... So I love about my fighter and healer and survivor this. this Could we pause for just a sec so we can all find which skills yeah, are? Yeah, sure. We're back. We cool. all spent our three checks. So next we're going to go around the table, and you're going to think about what your character has experienced during the last year of the patrol. You're going to reflect on defining the dramatic moments of the experience, and then you're going to make up your own whys that encompasses that experience. It starts with a rating of two. The whys have rating? I think it's the amount of times you can use them. I didn't know that was a thing. Mm. Yeah, didn't you take that short? No, no that's, that's, that's right. traits. Oh, sorry, yeah. no. wise. Because like, I think the wise like you have a wise, and you can use it. That actually head. might be a holdover from you, the old. Yeah. Because then you like you can even swap them out or something. Like once you accomplish the bingo card or something. Like, anyways, you you get a new wise based yeah. on your experiences. Hmm. Routing. No, wait, that would just be confusing. Well, why don't we go around and explain the stuff that he was talking yeah. about? Yeah. But what was the. Can you repeat the thing? You, you <laughs> just re reflect on your experiences and you yeah. try and think of either a group of things that happened to you that were really significant or one defining moment. Well, and then you may figure out a way that it affected your character and made them wise to that. It gave them a specific knowledge about that thing. I would say that Finn was. Throughout the whole journey, the weather was really affecting us. Mm. So, like, early on, we started with a heavy winter. That was a struggle to go through. At the end, it was also heavy winter. That threw us down all doing with everything, and so on and so on. So, generally, the weather was the 
big thing that affected him in this year. So I think weather-wise... No, yeah, that makes yeah. sense. I agree. Okay. I was actually going to do the same thing. That's hilarious. Do it! <laughs> yeah. Now we're going to play in a fucking abandoned city in a biodome. Well, I'm going to... I'm not going to do it now. I mean, you can. You know, it's fine, though. It's not exclusive, really. So that way you can give me bonus for the weather-wise and give you bonus for the weather-wise. <laughs> yeah, just explain how it affected your character. Yeah. Someone else go. I mean, Nicole. you can come, Nicole, if you want to have Well, I'm going to think of something else, because I was kind of thinking of how much she almost killed herself, and I want to think of something... Health-wise. How to tend to your aging parent. <laughs> right. In-law. Okay, um, I'll go down with then. A lot of what Renard dealt with was trying to convince large groups of mice to go against their nature and kind of do the right thing, and try to try, yeah, try to maneuver around that. Not sure what that would be as a wise though. It was more of politics that. or strategy wise, mob wise, mob wise, mob wise, mm. nice, yeah. nice, <laughs> mob boss. Well, those last, uh, I think like every session that could possibly fit it fitted unbelievable amounts of violence. So, I mean, what do, do with that? Can I suggest that since out of the later sessions, well, I mean, even the first one, this year you had a lot of interaction with birds. Hmm. Hmm. That seemed to be the Was theme there a bird for the first session. Didn't we yes, have- we that. The, I took its eye out. The fucking yeah. shrike. Mm-hmm. The shrikes, exactly. The shrike, the Birdwise. and the owl. Yeah, yeah. Birdwise. Yeah. Yeah. Alternatively, I was going to suggest something like stuntwise or doing stunts, <laughs> stupid right. stunts. No, those. I'm probably not going to be able to keep doing that. <laughs> You'll probably eventually yeah. die. Right. Oh no, no, the leg. I didn't even think of the leg. I just meant the train's got to run out eventually, guys. I'm 51. Mm-hmm. Check check. Uh, is that everyone? Nicole? No, I still haven't gone. Um, I don't. I don't know. I want to pick something else. Um, you did a lot of stealthy things. I did. I don't know. Or we could like maybe you had the one moment that was really impactful, which was like, hey, deal with those chemicals and so on, with all that spruce duck, poison wise, chemistry wise, scent wise. Hmm. I'm just trying to figure alchemy out how was. to use it in game too. Right? I mean, alchemy was like, hey, let's figure out what this concoction is, or like, hey, let's do this to, I know, make some Rusavi up that's poisonous to people. That makes sense, but I think that all of the violence really is much more impactful. Okay. Like her previous night, um, uh, mouse guard experiences were more scouting, pathfinding, patrolling kind of stuff. This was way more violence heavy. So I want to tie it into something to do with that. Um, also, the fir- this is the first time she's uh, encountered and like weasels and birds and shit. Like she has never fought other like animals like that. So, war wise. Combat-wise? I don't know if you can take that, though. That sounds cheaty. War-wise? 
No. Well, not war. Which we're not in a war anyways. No. <laughs> but also like battle or like whatever. It just sounds like that's I mean, cheating. I mean, combat-wise, we're like, hey, I, you double down like, hey, learn how to properly train. It was the proper techniques of stuff afterwards. I mean, it's, it's more important just that it's that you can point to a way that it impacted your character. I mean, especially for a wise. If you feel like you've been through a lot of battles and, you know, you started yeah, exactly. off as more of an inquisitive mouse, but this was violent and now you're battle scarred. Like, battle wise is not, it's, it's like, it's no more unbalanced than weasel wise. Yeah. Okay. Which is mm -hmm. a one from the book. Then yeah, I'll take that. Because yeah, that, that was the thing that definitely impacted it the most. Yeah. Um. Okay. Okay. Uh, so the next thing that we do uh, is we get into the section for traits. Uh, and to start this process, each one of you picks a different person at the table. Um, you can't pick yourself. You don't have to pick the same person that picked you. Um, and then you represent that person, and you talk about how they played the game, how it impacted you, how you feel about that character, and then you nominate a new trait for them to have based on what you think about how they did their character. Based off the list of traits? Nope, you can make them up. Uh, was easier. Where are the traits, though? Because <laughs> that's going to be easier. That is going to be easier. Traits? Like, like scarred or massive or small yeah. or yeah. stuff? Like You just make them up. There's no list. There is a list. There, 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 is, is? there is a list of suggested ones. I never saw a list. How do you think I pick up short? I just thought you were a creative individual and a free spirit. Nope. <laughs> that was the best fucking reply. The tone. Nope. Uh, Scarred is on 266, um, so... Uh, two, yeah, 260... 255 is where it starts. Thank you. I mean, the book copy off me. Does anyone want something specific? <laughs> And fucking favorite trait for our different traits. Well, I'm just thinking of like all of you right now. Should but... we pause or should we keep going? Uh, I'd say maybe pause while we're all looking all for right, the pause, traits. Think... And then... Yeah, all right, we're back. Okay. Let's start here and go around. All right, so I picked uh, Gwyn as the character I'm going to describe, and a lot of her action required like quick thinking. We sent her on a lot of missions that required her to be fast and precise. Additionally, she used improvised weaponry, such as the Owl's Talon, to fight as a sword, so I'm going to grant her quick-witted. Nice. Win. Well, who did you pick? Uh, I, I, I mean, it could be like, okay, chill. <laughs> Way to fishtail the session. You. <laughs> You're next. Okay. So I picked Gearheart because Gearheart, you know, whenever danger was near, she was first going in, risking herself many times over. So I think Gearheart should be fearless. Hmm, I like it. I really like it. Because uh, charge the face of danger without the thoughts of for her own safety. Yeah, no, yeah. <laughs> to the team. I like it. <laughs> uh, me, I picked Kevin's character, um, Bernard. Bernard. Yeah, that's why I couldn't call the weasel Bernard. <laughs> Unless that'd be hilarious if it was like your name was Robert and his name was Robert. It's like you Swing. named me after the weasel. <laughs> Coincidence. Coincidence. Yeah. You're always a little long. Like yeah, you, you and your fucking brother. <laughs> your weird love child between you, no, you and no, a weasel. No, no, it's just funny. <laughs> God damn you. God damn you all. Anyway, 
Nard was a leader and was taking charge and was constantly dealing with like the people who were in charge of all the different situations we were in in every city and like like the heads of organizations like the head of crime, the head of the guild, the, the merchants, the city stuff. So I was going to say that Renard should have leadership. Cool. Thank you. Okay. And I chose Finn. Um, Finn was very much a scouting mouse. He was always like going ahead, checking for traps, doing it. Like, the, that was the thing he did most of the time. Um, he's very good at going unspotted and very good at spotting danger. Um, I went back and forth a few times on which one that I thought would suit him best, but I think Sharp-Eyed is a good one. Okay. Uh, next, you can change or elevate one of your traits. So oh. this time you pick one of your own, and then we go around and you name a, cha a trait that you think should either be changed into something else or elevated to the next level. I pick short. <laughs> Heck yeah. Can you convert a trait into a trait you already have? No. Okay. I mean, you can just elevate the one you have, and then you have both. I'm just wondering. Alright, um, I'll start then. Okay. Um, I think I'm going to switch Innocent to Jaded. This was a really hard year on him. Ah, <coughs> oh, this is average. Yeah, like, just people around him just there were so many chances where people were, were going to die or got <coughs> impaled uh, he got to see a lot of the worst aspects of mice yeah the mice in this were dickheads yeah and his his nature already makes him feel like he's a bit different from them all like he's very he's braver than them he doesn't fear weasels he's much more like willing to charge into a situation and seeing mice act the way they are where they were con seriously considering selling out one, one of the mice guards who were there to like save who's them. a war hero <laughs> yeah a war hero so, yeah, he's switching to Jaded from Innocent. Well, Finn's doubling down on his short or tripling down at this point. Tiny baby bird boy. Yeah, because, hey, he's been out in the world and it's much bigger than, you know, he even imagined. And the people are bigger and the threats are bigger and everything's bigger than him. But, you know, use that to his advantage. You know, nobody knows the small thing. Nobody, you know, thinks of him as a threat that he can, you know, do a bit. And, yeah. And you did use it a lot. Yeah. yeah. I have two thoughts. One was um, double down on Fearless, because this seems to be a thread with her, <laughs> with, you know, the madness. Uh, two, take Hobbled I just got, and, like, turn the fact that she just got a serious ability to through into her into something that she's, like, actively looks to start to subvert and turn into a uh, heavy. Where, like, she's worked out and, like, exercised all those muscles and gotten into shape she hasn't been in since the war. Because she was using her weight and her being a bigger, stronger mouse in most of her things. Where it's like, oh, yeah, I, you know, be, be rougher. So instead of hobbled, it's heavy. Hmm. That's my pitch. What do people think? Yeah. I think Fearless... Like, Fearless Time 2 is super fucking superior. Yeah, because, like, heavy... You already are scarred, so you can use that for being like tough or whatever. But Heavy's like, you know, pushing something off a cliff, flipping something. You know? yeah. yeah. You're putting more weight into everything to compensate. Yeah. Wouldn't Heavy have a lot of overlap with Massive, though? Oh, oh shit. Right, massive. I have Massive. I actually forgot. <laughs> like, it's here on the sheet, I didn't even see it. <laughs> well, like, tough. <laughs> no, scarred would be tough. Or stubborn. Um, 
You know what? No, I think I'll just double down on fearless. I think I'm going to go with my gut there. Okay. I forgot. It's on the sheet and I didn't even see it. So I'm just going to put a little times two on fearless. Are you times one at all? What? Uh, did you have like the big trade, right? Massive. I have massive scarred, hobbled, and now I have fearless times two. All of them at one. Okay, sure. Well, I mean, I could have bumped massive up to times two, but fearless, I think, is going to be yeah, more. Yeah, on that's me, fine. Omni useful. Yeah. Or the kind of shit I engage in specifically. Cool. Um, I think I'm just going to double down on quick witted. Yep. Yep. I don't really want to get rid of, rid of my wolf's snout because that's like a natural part of her body, so it'd be weird to get rid of it. I mean, after the last thing, maybe like, oh no, I lost some sense of smell after that. That whole incident. That is fair. No, I'm jaded. Oh. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> fact. Uh, <laughs> On the way back, you were like picking your nose and someone jostled your elbow and you're like, oh, God. <laughs> um, I also do kind of like the fact that uh, you have a really extreme sense of smell, but mm -hmm. also it means that you gotta, you can sometimes get a little bit too bloodthirsty, which I think we were seeing a little bit more in the end there, where she kept wanting to light the entire forest on fire and shit. <laughs> Firebug. <laughs> right? I mean, what's the win? Was that just Nicole? <laughs> Arsonist, the yeah. trait. I think it was both. Um, yeah. Also, the fact that uh, Gearheart keeps doing crazy shit, so it's encouraging that side <laughs> of her. <laughs> Gearheart is what you're gonna look like at 50. A big, scary, scarred up uh, adventurer. But yeah, I'm, I'm gonna double down on quick witted. Okay. Uh, and now I get to go around and adjust Ooh. people's traits. Oh, cool. Oh, no. I get to change or remove traits. Oh. Um, I pick for each person one trait, and I either change it to another trait of my choosing, or I remove it. You son so of a bitch. The exception is that I can't uh, adjust a trait that was either added this session or elevated or changed this session. Oh. You son of a bitch. <laughs> it's not really meant to be a bad thing. <laughs> it's, like, it's like, Peter, you grew up, you're no longer short. And it's like... Bye-bye, <laughs> yeah. rank three. Well, <laughs> get out of here, you Only thing you can touch on me is independent yeah. from being from Coppertown. Uh, so, Renard, mm -hmm. um, I don't think that you were very impetuous throughout most of the adventure. You tended not to very to really like go off the handle or be impulsive mm. um, yeah. all too much. Uh, but you were often very clever um, and sometimes manipulative, especially in dealing with people. You tended to work a crowd more than just plainly stating facts. Um, and you often tried to find ways to get around or subvert things. Mm -hmm. um, and like when the, uh, the crows were fighting, trying to run off and like be their prey. Um, so I'm changing impetuous to cunning. To what? Cunning. Thank oh. you. Uh, Peter. Only independent you can touch. <laughs> <laughs> Um, there was an entire episode where I wrapped him up in a bundle and was like holding him and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> uh, independent is, is a good one to change because uh, you were often work. very much part of a team. Mm -hmm. um, and especially you, you worked your angle as a, scult, a scout and a pathfinder a lot. Um, you were often leading the charge, but you used your small to good advantage to always do it unseen and hidden um, and under the radar from danger. So I'm changing independent to stealthy. Awesome. You know who else was a scout? Bumblebee. <laughs> Gearheart, uh, I can only change massive or scarred. Um, I feel like it would be kind of a dick move to change massive. Massive, so, I used a lot. Scarred, I've noticed having problems with. Yeah. So I'm changing scarred. 
Um, I think one of the things that stood out was the way you acted towards the other members of your patrol um, and the people that you were around. Uh, so I'm changing scarred to protective. Sure, that makes Motherly. sense. Motherly. <laughs> oh, let's not yeah. call us. Let's not call it what it's not. <laughs> no mother acts like this. <laughs> I mean, uh, I am still scarred yeah. though, canonically. Just I don't use it for. Uh, I don't flex people on it. Yeah, your scars didn't heal. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's just not, not a trait. Yeah, yeah, no. Even it. I noticed that it wasn't really coming up as much anymore. Mm-hmm. Uh, Gwyn, I almost regret changing Inquisitive because I think that it does fit you, but the other two traits fit you more, <laughs> so I'm going to leave them alone. Okay. Um, you always really threw yourself into things, um, and whenever there was danger, you were gung-ho to get into it. You never stopped to ask questions or think about your own safety. Uh, so I'm changing Inquisitive to Adventurous. Awesome. That really fits my uh, my belief, too, which is a life without adventures, a life not lived. Mm-hmm. So yeah. there you go. Is that a trait in the book? Or... I, I don't know. I didn't even look. <laughs> uh, and no one can have more than five traits. I don't think anyone does. I've got five. I've got six. Um, I have a question. Is it individual ones, or is it also no more levels? No, you. they can be leveled as much as you want. Oh. You just can't okay. have... Two different. Do I need to swap? I I see open-minded, impetuous, foolish, innocent, and compassion. And And impetuous got changed to cunning. Yeah, and leader was the one that I got added. So I'm going to remove foolish. Okay. Cool. He grew up. Makes sense. He's jaded and shit now. He's not like going to be like foolish because everything's fine, guys. (laughs) Uh, And now we go to promotions. The main promotion being tender paw to guardmos, which falls. To you, mm-hmm. you get to decide and reflect <laughs> upon his behavior and how he acted, mm-hmm. and then you make your case whether he either needs to repeat a year or if he's promoted. Yeah. If he is promoted, you have to pick his cloak color for him. That's okay. why I'm excited. <laughs> he has more than proven himself in every single way, and I what? am going to grant him a autumn orange uh, cloak. Okay. Uh, we don't have a, so your circles and resources go up by one. Ooh. We don't have any other promotions, so the only other thing is if anyone wants to retire their character, this is the point where they can. Yeah. Um, so my resources go up by one, and then what? Circles go up by one. Okay. Two, two. And then that's the winter session. Awesome. I think there's a few good years left in gear. <laughs> You're just going to play her till she dies, like, straight up. That's... Drive it like you stole it. <laughs> like, what will she be doing once she retires? Hanging out in the fortress, training people how to be murderers. Yeah. So also, would... can I have that, uh, that uh, weasel blanket? Do we just Here? take him and kill him? Uh, I just want to check in on that. Because there are scientists in this town with very little morals, so I can probably flex them. <laughs> oh my god. No, I think killing and skinning a weasel is a little beyond the pale. And right. you... I wasn't sure where we stand, because again... Uh, Redwall, Satan's in there. I didn't really know where we were. You probably would have brought, brought him back for questioning, because okay. that's very important for this. Did you? Yeah, most likely. Otherwise, we'd okay. have to leave him there to be like an experiment. To be imprisoned over the winter. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It feels better to bring him back so that you know people who are established at being good at this can question him. <laughs> okay, well, if I didn't kill and skin a sentient being and turn him into a blanket, I'm going to needle him every day on the way back. 
Fair enough. <sighs> okay. So now we can talk about the system a bit, how we liked it, how we felt about it. Oh. Like, I'm going to start. Um, I obviously really like the system, but I think we were hindered a bit by how spread out the sessions were, especially with consistency of the rules and learning it a bit. I think if we were to return and do a season two, I'd really like it to be at a time of year where I can do like six to eight weeks mm. and consistently do it week to week. Mm. Because I think the biggest problem with the system was just having like week long gaps between yeah. sessions. Mm. Yeah. Um, you mean like when we physically got here to play? Yeah. Okay. So, yeah. so the well, yeah. Um, I like in the system that you have the whole player turn, GM turn, and like structured thing. Like, oh, this is time for you guys to do whatever you want to accomplish stuff. At the same time, it's a little bit gamey. It was like, hey, I use a trade against myself to gain more, you know, spotlight later, and so on, and so on. So that's like a lot of the system feels that you can game it in some way. Which I don't necessarily like. I actually basically agree with everything you say, except I like that aspect of it. <laughs> I don't think beginniness is a bad thing in the game. Like, not to be a cunt about it. I mean, but not to be like, oh, well, it being gamey is not bad in a game, Peter. I mean, this gaming says, like, hey, I'll keep one of my traits at once so that I can sacrifice it so I can heal myself and then with one check get it back up to level one again type of gaming. <laughs> I mean, that really depends on the player so much as the... I mean, I don't think it does depend on the player because the system's like that. Yeah, I mean, the at system... some point, the system has to take responsibility for that shit because if you're playing an RPG and the system incentivizes a behavior, it's the RPG's fault if that behavior isn't constructive to the narrative that it's set out to build. So if the game is telling Peter, you should do that whole keep a skill so you can keep burning it and keep stumbling into nails in your data jacks so you forget how to drive a bike every season, <laughs> then that should be a part of the game that it's looking to encourage, like a comedy. Can you explain to me how that works? Also, yes, let's figure out if this is okay. real or not. Okay. <laughs> there was uh, something that if you're, you have some condition, whether there was like tired or injured something like or sick early mm. on i remember that there was a clause that if you fail it like if yeah you want to I, I feel like that's a real edge case though i keeping, mean keeping a skill at one just in case you get injured to auto fail it like I yeah mean, you can but it's like wait so what is auto failing the skill no no it's like because i was injured no, like if you want to heal can yourself weaving they're and, like an uninjured there are like a couple of like either you can do a check yourself, or someone can do a check for you, or or you can use some like you can pay an apothecary to help heal you, and you'll use their skills, or you okay. can decrease one of your skills to auto succeed. Wait, wait. So I get rid of basket weaving. I think it was a trait. I'm I'm gonna look that up because All I right. don't know if it's a skill. Let's pause and look that yeah. up to see. I mean, is it like? I know we're picking at your one specific example, but... I remember that being a thing that we did at some point just to get out of a problem. Okay, that might that, that single example might not exist. You might have misinterpreted yeah, it. Okay. But I'm going to go back to these two. It's called the Iron Man thing. Like, instead of a straw man where you build a yeah. fake thing, an Iron Man, you go from strongest point. Let's assume that is incentivizing the game. I don't think it's bad that a game gamifies the narrative it wants out of you. Mm. On principle. 
Like, if it's badly implemented, yeah, that's a problem. That, that's on the game for not doing it right. So, like, what I really liked out of it was the, um, the, the, the GM turn is basically the entire session, and then at the end of it, it comes to the player's turn, and you start spending time slots, like, in Persona. Yeah. I thought that was pretty rad, and that's something that... Hmm. No, finish. Oh, I was, thought that was something I thought was pretty rad, and, um, like, something that appealed to me for Persona and for Mouse Guard, the fact that, you know, you had the, the, the story part, and then the decompression yeah. part, and then the story part, and then the decompression I mean, part. So, I, I found what you're talking about, yeah. and it's for sickness. Oh. If you're sick, you can get a healer to heal you, and they pass an OB4 test. If they're successful, it's cured. If they fail, the sickness permanently reduces one ability or skill of the GM's choosing. Ah, okay. So you can't just keep one okay, skill. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You so can't just constantly forget basketball okay. because you're a shadow runner, sure. got into a bike accident, got a nail in your data jack, and forgot how to drive. Okay. So Every day that's for a little better. Um, Counterpoint to what you were saying, Devon. Mm -hmm. I also like, you know, the GM player turn, but we also do that in our games and we flip the order and I think it's better that way. That you start sure. with something smaller that, you know, you're giving up, giving up, like, you know, getting the flow and then the big stuff comes in, hmm. which is narrow, like, flows better in the session. Yeah. yeah, then you end up in the big thing, like, well, oh, and so on and so on. Then it sounds like both of us want the same thing and the suggestion would be, um, the game starts and it's like the first Pro session is like the GM's turn and then we accrue our checks and then next session we start yeah. with the player's turn spend our checks and then move into the GM's turn and do this constant yeah. staggered yeah. dance yeah. the whole game. Hmm. Yeah. I, that seems like that's just the natural fix. I bet you the book says something about, about that in there somewhere. <laughs> Maybe. Because it'd be crazy not to think of that. Yeah. Because yeah, starting small getting into the character like the GM's turn, the, the player's turn, I always find in our games and, you know, Oscar, is a great way to get into character and get in the mindset yep. so you're ready to tackle the big stuff that's about to yep. happen on the GM turn where everything's going to go bad. Mm. What do you think, Ty? Yeah, I could see that working. Yeah. Um, also, uh, talking about uh, a little bit of mechanics, I like nature mechanic that, oh, it's like between you being human and you being more of a mouse. And that you also have to keep it in check because like, oh, I'm at like nature six. I already have like six passes. So like, you know, a couple more fails, I'll become too mouse to be able to play. So I have to start mm -hmm. figuring how to tax my nature to reduce it and like keep it in check. It's a little bit like, you know, World of Darkness humanity without those crappy repercussions on either end. But it's an interesting thing to like keep in balance, I suppose. And also it's not necessarily even um, system-wise. Mm -hmm like the yeah. stuff that you're talking about, but also it's just fun to set it at the beginning of yeah. the game so you can figure out how to play your character. Yeah. And the way it explains it is really helpful. Yeah. Like you and I both have a fairly high nature. Yeah. And Kevin yeah. has the lowest one. Exactly. Yeah. And that makes sense. He's yeah. like a... I have really high nature too. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's kind of... Confusing me. Yeah. <laughs> you're, you act very contrary to mice. <laughs> Must protect children. <laughs> but you also should have been taxing your nature a lot more. I think I, yeah, I think it's because something I didn't I didn't really catch yeah. until later on. We didn't know Every it. time you use your persona points to roll on fighter, which you did often, you should have been taxing your nature by one. Yeah, we, and which temporarily reduces it. I think during the downtimes we've discovered in the first like session or two, I, I was like spending the downtime to like repair that. Yeah. Or it was like it only taxes it on like a fail, I think it said or something. Like, I, I almost feel like we had this conversation, but I, I don't remember it too well, where, where it was okay as long as I wasn't fucking up constantly well, on it. We definitely need to keep better track of nature flowing. Definitely. That's something we'd, we'd have to focus on next year. 
Um, I like the Persona points because you tend to like boost yourself up when you really need to. At the same time, Fate kind of felt... Fate feels a little lackluster. Yeah, it's like... Fate is good for the wisest, right? Like, Fate is where, no. is where the wisest become powerful? Mm. Nah, I mean, special. no, you can use Fate or Persona with your wisest. Right. Well, what is Fate? Okay. Can we define that Fate, again? you can spend to take your sixes and roll them again. Okay, that's good for me, but not for you guys. In, in Like, roughly, if you roll six, which is already a good roll, you get one extra die. Versus, like, Persona... Two at least dice for each roll. I was doubling my die pool every single time with Persona rolls. Yeah, Persona is like really much, much better than Fate in my regards. So, I mean, Fate points were good because they were like a baby meta currency. Like, Persona points are meta currency, and Fate points were like, hey, you know, you kind of accrued these and don't use them because they suck. So, this is the session where you're going to spend them, buddy, because you were I mean, having Persona points earlier on. Well, yeah. in order to spend Fate, you have to succeed at the six. So, that's since you might need it, but you won't be able to do anything with it. I mean, Fate is kind of a consolation prize, but yeah. I, I see what you're saying. It would be nicer if it was a little better. Like, even yeah. if Fate let you reroll a die. Like, yeah. Re Any die. Reroll something or have some other use that I go like, yes, I want to have Fate because it's good for something. Yeah, because like, it, Fate being predicated on rerolling all your sixes for one Fate point is predicated on having a high enough dice pool where that would actually matter. Yeah. Whereas spend a fate point to reroll one die consistently and you never get this D6 reroll, mm -hmm. like oh. one fate point for one die, would actually be like, it's well, it's spending a point to get an extra die. If you use a wise, you can use it to reroll a single fate fail die. If you use a wise. Yeah. yeah. You know when I used a wise? This session. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. session six out of like, six. Some of the wises that are sort of like trust upon during character creation, some of might never come out like, oh, Legend of the Guardwise, like, kind of wishy-washy at times in comparison to some Yeah, we really were doing the Red Wall thing. Yeah. Which is where Legend of the Guardwise kind of comes up. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of mine were based around that, like, celebration and recipes and whatnot. Recipe came up a few times, thankfully, but, uh, yeah. I mean, Weasels came up for me. I'm not, I'm not mm -hmm. actually really complaining about that, but yeah. when that's the gateway for, for, for leveraging up fate... Yeah. And there are other uses for wises, so it's not just that. Because I think I was reading some rules like, oh, what if you get your wise bingo of like pass, fail, fate, personal thing, and it was a bit confusing. How do you, what do you do with that? Yeah, wises have always been a sticky part of the game. Yeah. Uh, they were really, they were really confusing in first edition, yeah. and they tried to iron them out for second edition, and I don't think they totally succeeded. Yeah, why does it need to be? Iron on a little bit. I mean, um, second edition came out in 2015, so though this version of Wises sounds like someone saw aspects in Fate and went, "Ah, oh, we'll do that," I mean, but in a way that isn't quite as accessible. I mean, even like we we're looking at the Wises for the Winter Turn, and some of that talk there is from apparently first edition, and also for the them the Bingo. I think it's also using some stuff from first edition, which is in the second edition. So. Someone, I don't think even Taz just copy pasted it and someone else changed half of it and the other half is non congruous. So mm -hmm. there needs to be a revise of the wises, definitely. Um, also, you sort of, with skills that oh, you can only have so many skills and do you like lock yourself out of having new ones or something? Yeah. Which is, I guess, for mouse, yeah, sure, that's interesting enough. Um, I guess some of the skills maybe like 
blend themselves a little bit too much, like Pathfinder Scout, they're almost overlapping, or like Survival is also on top of that, and Weather Watcher, like... Orator and, and Persuader. Yeah. Um, I think that it's good that there's overlap, but not, um, they're not completely the same, because then that means more people can aid, so that's mm. good. Oh, yeah, true. And, uh... Also, yeah, because you can't use the same skill to aid. If there was, a, mm. if they were more condensed, then they'd have to change that yeah. rule or I mean, whatever. If you have the more distinct, because sometimes you like during character creation. Oh, I got like scout three, pathfinder three or four, and like guys, like I have two different skills to use for the similar areas. That's yeah, it is a kind of bit. a pain to have to buy both if you want to be good at both. Yeah. But um, like orator and persuader, for example. Not necessarily the same thing. Maybe you just want to do a really impressive yeah. speech. Or Pathfinder is um, finding the right path. Scout is more searching for danger. Like, you you can yeah. see how they're a little bit different. And the fact that you can only yeah, well, like, one skill. Pathfinder, finding the right path. But what if you try to use a Pathfinder for something else? Like, you have Pathfinder, you don't have Scout, and you want to leverage having Pathfinder. To do anything other than finding a path, literally what the name <laughs> of the skill is, would be useful to have, yeah, something there. Um, like the pass fail mechanic for leveling up, like, eh, a little bit old school RPG ish, I guess. Like, I don't really feel it that much, but that's just my preference, I guess. Uh, um, like some of the abilities never came out, like resources, circles, will. But I mean, that's some, yeah, that's more on me than it is on the system. Yeah, it's like if we're more specific on something. This was less about like political stuff yeah. and like dealing stuff. It was so much as you know, going from one place to another. And, like, uh, how much like, resources circles do you have? Uh, four and three. Yeah, that's a significant trait that we never rolled this year once. So I think you like we'd have we as players have know like oh when can we use it like oh we're in town we should be rolling circles or resources to get something with the pool we have or something. Yeah, I mean that also like collides with all the uh, you know trait or not traits contacts and friends and enemies and all that. Yeah. Yeah. It almost feels like you you don't need both like circles a little bit when you have all these people. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know because it didn't come up in the game, and also why I wasn't here for most of the sessions. Mm -hmm. That's why I'm being mostly silent. <laughs> but um, I one thing I do like is at character creation how you make up all that stuff, and it's mm -hmm. like no, you have to do this. Make up your character. It yeah. really helps flesh them out. Mm -hmm. All the like backstory of the character. Yeah, that's interesting. Mm -hmm. Um, I guess like I like in the system that you have that progression of time is baked into the system that you don't go wish to wish like ah, I don't know how many weeks pass like oh seasons happen at specific intervals and things happen otherwise we'd be at month two or three or whatever of our journey at the end rather than hey a whole year has passed things happen there's a flow to it which is really neat I would say um Simple combat, maybe. Conflict resolution. Like, it's initially you have the same conflict resolution for everything that's like a conflict. So that's a nice universal system. 
so you don't have to have just a combat, you can have different types of conflict. Yeah, like social or whatever. That yeah. is that is nice because it means that yeah. they didn't skimp on the social system essentially because yeah. it's the same system. Yeah, and conflict resolution engine is kind of a, a shining stop here. And I, I like that you can use it for weirder things too. Yeah. Like where we had the thing where like you're breaking a tree branch and someone is trying to kill you. And yeah. you, it's not just a skill test. Like mm -hmm. I hate it when things come down to just, okay, well, roll, roll strength. The numbers. Yeah. Roll strength, get 40. Yeah. Roll strength, get your, get 15 plus what your level is right now. So it's a challenge for you. So you have yeah. to roll at least 15. <laughs> yeah. Look at you, D&D. &D. Yeah. Um, Game levels up with you. Mm, like, I think the, I liked our first combat conflict we had which was against the weather because we rolled the weather wise and we know what to sort of anticipate so we can sort of have actual strategy to it which unfortunately like, later on didn't come up at all it's a bit rock paper scissors ish yeah so i don't quite understand why why i'd ever do anything but attack or defend yeah like that's another point i have that Attack seems to be tapping all because there's no way to counter attack direct to make it invalid. There's no rock or paper for you, it. You always attack always does things like if you draw wrongly a faint versus an attack, you faint can completely fail. And yeah, attack, an attack is already like usually the best choice to go with. Yeah, it makes faint very difficult to pull yeah. off. I don't know if, why you were ever throwing feints at Like, if there was some option, where like, oh, if you're maneuvering, your attack does no, does nothing, then there'd be more balance because, oh, okay, we have to... Now there's a rock, paper, scissors. Yeah. <laughs> and add to that the ability for the GM to give players hints at what we'll be doing or, or having to constrain us if we do something else. And then you can have some actual strategy to it. Like, again, in our first whether and how we're like, oh, we know that it wants to change its first or second action. Therefore, we can plan against what it had, and there's something interesting going on. Which, again, later on, like, oh, okay, here's three actions. You don't know what it is. Plan ahead. Attack, attack, attack. Because we have nothing for that. I like that, you know, there's the compromise system and so on. Which, uh, maybe... Could be like a little tiny because like sometimes we might just like talk ourselves up the consequence a little bit or tone down the consequences for actions, but no, yeah, that's okay, I suppose. <sighs> it's also like um like you have strictly three actions in the combat and if you have more players in their action, someone does nothing, or someone's completely dominated combat, so like, oh, attack, attack, attack. Well, you, you generally try not to have four people on a side. Yeah. Combat. I, 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 you, that's usually why I, I split it up. Yeah, that's usually worked better than that one or two that we had where everyone was in, and there was a gear hard spearheading it because, you know. <sighs> Screaming mouse sounds. Yeah. So that was, yeah, that's something you have to keep in mind for those conflicts. Mm. Yeah, other than that, it's pretty decent, minus this point mentioned. Maybe like faint and maneuver could be something more evocative or something that has more benefits and weight to it, because again, comparing it, comparing it to attack, they didn't do as much, I suppose. I, I like maneuver. 
but it needs a little bit of a buff yeah. to be better than just straight attacking. Yeah. I mean, attacking needs to be debuffed. Yeah. Attacking needs a kryptonite because mm -hmm. then there's no reason not to use a. Yeah. I I think it would almost be better to swap faint around, so that if you faint someone who's attacking, you faint them out of their attack hmm. and they yep. lose it. And if you faint versus a defend, it has no effect because almost like just a faint. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Because then, then it would you can't be, faint out a defend. Then it would be worth fainting, and there would yep. be a downside to just straight attacking. Yep, definitely. Then I would have had to actually think with the uh, the, the squirrel. Yeah. Uh, one issue I have with advancement is that you start out like with um, you know a variety of skills. Everyone's kind of unique, but everyone's going to be focusing on kind of the same thing as they move yeah. throughout. So. You start, everyone starts specializing in one thing, so everyone's going to be start, okay, now we're all about combat skills. Everyone's focuses on that. Because yeah. you get you get into these situations where everyone has to handle it with those specific skills and nothing else. So it's also you're snowballing a little bit, like, say, hey, little Finn here has scout five, which means, you know, whenever we roll for scouting, Finn will be the best one. And then you have, like, two other things for other people, and then it can come that someone in session won't be able to roll anything because they're not the optimal choice. And then you have to rely on, on your nature for everything. Yeah, plus also getting to roll is already you're basically getting an experience point. So if you're behind and you can't roll because someone else is better than everything, you're falling behind. So... I mean, finger to head meme, you don't have to spend. You don't have to spend time drifting towards specialization if you specialize out of the gate. <laughs> yeah. So, like, I guess it would be. This is an easy concept to do that. Separate people, make people work out of their comfort zone, and so on, and so on. That could be a bit on GM. Like, oh. Mm -hmm. The issue with making them work out of their out of their comfort zone is that they don't have a skill related to that non-comfort zone. Yeah, but they can't raise anything. No, but then you get to raise the, that skill you don't have, which you gave me your first one, and the second, and so on. So, first test. Yeah. So, you and can, you can you can always succeed by failing as well. Mm -hmm. So, is that like codified somewhere, like like in uh, part by the apocalypse where succeed at the cost? There's something specific. That? Yeah, it's in the book. Ah, oh, yeah, definitely. So yeah, you'd have to be splitting out the party and making them work independently a little bit more. Make us that. not do fight stuff. Yeah. Like, when you're in town, that's when you do it. When you're on the road, you're obviously going to be stuck again, most of the time at least, until mm -hmm. something kills the fan. What else, guys? What else? <laughs> yeah, it's really fun that you can fight against weather, and that's a thing in this system. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, conflict resolution is, is really yeah. well geared towards not being um, stupid like RPGs do. <laughs> like, how many games have we played where it's like, oh, this is a storytelling narrative system. Here are the 78 pages for combat and grappling and bleeding out to death in the gutter. Here are the three pages for social, and if you ask for more, why do you need rules to roleplay, you, uh, you uh, yeah. MMO player? Um, right, guys? Yeah, yeah. Mouse Guard at least, like, it, it does it. The entire engine system does all the different things you have to do in the game, and it treats it with equal weight. Yeah, we're looking at you, Savage Worlds. <laughs> we're looking at you, Chronicles of Darkness. Yeah. It does it. It has a bunch of pages about violence and explosions and car driving and fighting and grappling and choking and drowning. Entire books dedicated to it. I mean, her locker served a purpose uh, that, that yeah. was to kind of subvert that shit. 
But like when you have when the most common thing I hear on the mage discord or like there's a discord that has a mage channel is I really wish they gave us a fucking uh, book of weapons lists for Chronicles of Darkness so I know what a machine gun did or like a tank. You know yeah, that your storytelling game of gothic horror and urban creepiness has gone the wrong I way. Mean, it could be just on the players. Yeah, that's... Uh, you, you yeah. <laughs> How did you guys feel about the whole um, belief instinct goals engine? Oh, that was good. Mm. Didn't get challenged a lot on my end because I built the, my character to not challenge the belief that much. Yeah. Mm. On the other end, Kevin almost never got it because he built his belief to never to never be not challenged. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's like you figure out the way you want to roleplay your character and you roleplay that character. No, I think that's good, though, because it incentivizes you to... What it incentivizes is to you to figure out how you want to play your character and be rewarded for it. And because you can fail to get your belief and have it shaken or changed, it gives out a flag that says, hey... Either give me a situation where I get to affirm this, because this is how I want to roleplay, or give me a situation where I can choose to subvert it, and that engages in interesting roleplay for a reward. Yeah. I think that's fine. Yeah. Hmm. I mean, the end of the subject here, like... Goals are a little... Sorry. Okay. Um, I mean, yeah, but you have to have some belief that can be sort of like, oh... I mean, work smarter, not harder. Like, I don't that's, That doesn't seem like something big that you're subverting in some really earth-shattering way. Yeah, I know you can challenge it in yeah. some regards, but... I mean, that's all you need, though, because it yeah. gives you some fodder for a session. Yeah. It's like, no, no, you have to fucking push the rock up the hill. Yeah. There's I, no smart way to do it. I think, do like, we're comparing it Star Trek, as far as I remember vaguely what we were playing last year, had something similar, and I think they might have been done a bit better, but I, I barely remember that system. Yeah, and as far as like, beliefs, I think are fine. You just need to be proactive at the table about it. Yeah. And also, now that we know kind of how Reflex. it goes, yeah. pick ones that make sense. Yeah. Now, let's talk about goals, because goals need one huge change to make goals actually worth anything, and that's to make them non-diagetic. Yeah. Huh? Really? You don't like that? Yeah. See, so how it works, listeners, from my point of view, is goals are diagetic, which is, what is the goal Gearheart wants this session? It's like, well, she doesn't know she's in a session. She doesn't know there's an event happening. She doesn't know that things are going to come up that she's going to aim towards. They're going to be thrown at her, and yeah. she's going to have to adapt from there. But the other hand is, me, Devin, my goals run counter to what Gearhearts are. Yeah. I don't want Gearheart to succeed at the evening and save everyone. I want my goal to be get into a get into a crying screaming match with one of her many relatives, mm. or yeah. you know hurt someone's feelings. Um, I want one of Gearheart's goals to be to uh, you know intimidate on someone she shouldn't and, and make an ass of herself. I would almost think that there should be two goals then, one diegesic, one not. Well, like, you know, player goal, give a character goal. I'm happy with that. Yeah, but the, the diegesic goals are super helpful for the DM. Hmm. Yeah. That's fair. That's no, fair. yeah. I mean, non-Jedi wants also are have like, oh, Gitar wants to, you know, get in trouble with her relatives. Well, Devin wants there to be a yeah. scene where he gets into an argument and Gear gets worked up and has a breakdown and it's ugly. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I know to prep this. <laughs> yeah, having both. But it definitely. still doesn't tell me what your character's plan of action is. Well, I always I'm really wary about that in games yeah. because it that turns it into the everyone do the shadow run thing, and to me that's. We all yeah. stop role playing. We all stop playing, and we sit down and go, 
what do we do? I mean, and then we go back and forth, and we eventually figure it out, and then we bring it to you, and then we revise it, and then we bring it back. I mean, and then we start it up. That could be almost like well, that might be a personal the GM thing. talking to the players. Okay, guys, what do you want to do this session? Okay, we're going to be doing this. There are some complications. Something might not get resolved. That's fine. We'll engage you with this. Like, oh, we want to deal with the weasels. We all came in today knowing that we'll be dealing with the weasels. Like, that is the pretense of the session. This isn't a sandbox in the yeah. way people like to portray sandboxes. It's a sandbox in that we can do anything, but we lock it in when we come on in. It's like, today is the session we deal with the weasel siege. Yeah. And Yard's like, I want to do something horrifically violent. And, you know, you're like, I want to be the best scout. And Nicole's like, I want to see something awful that shakes my moral foundation to its very core. Yeah. And it's all like, okay, well, weasels, and now I know what to prep for each character, scene-wise. But, like, two of our goals in the last session got resolved in a post-scriptum after the game is pretty much done. So it's like, eh, whether you complete it or not, like, after that is... It, formality. The, the thing is, goals don't really incentivize you. And again, the mechanics exist to push the narrative of the game. So if they're not doing something, they got to get fucked. Yeah. And goals, to me, never incentivize me to to make a goal that wouldn't just be um, complete the session's events in a satisfying roleplay manner. There's no reason I wouldn't write that down every time. Like for yeah. Gearheart, it'd be all like, what's Gearheart's cool? And it's like, what are we doing today? We're, we're delivering a package. Uh, deliver the package, more or less. And, like, the game just doesn't tell me to do anything other than that. It doesn't give me a reason to make it yeah. counterintuitive what you guys want. Yeah. Why would Gearheart have goals not aligned with little baby bluebird boy? Yeah. Or her son? Or her uh, daughter-in-law? Devin, on the other hand. Some of the goals could be, you know, you want to fucking call all the shit out of people, but maybe Peter wants to go out on his own because he wants to be independent. That mm. could conflict, but I do understand everything that you're saying. Yeah. Like, Devin's a bastard, man. He definitely has goals that aren't lined up with the rest of the players for the night. But I mean, like, the majority of goals are, hey, let's do our mission today, and there's no reason why everybody wouldn't pick the same goal. Let's complete the, yeah. you know, the event. The quest. So to harp on goal one more time, the goal yeah. in the game is essentially us saying, hey, Tyler, at the end of the session, we're going to get one experience point for actually playing the game. <laughs> because goal doesn't, doesn't do anything with us. Like, there are some, like, say... Mechanically, sort of like when you're pursuing your goal, you get something. When then, you're pursuing your goal, you get an extra die or something. Yeah. Or and when you're you acting might... against your goal, you get something. Yeah. Or like if you but abandon your goal or something. If the goal has to be diegetic, yeah. Then not doing it or doing it has to present a choice to the character because then yeah. it's in the character's POV. Needs to be a meaningful choice. To possibly not do it. And, and the best way to solve that, by the way, is just make it non die It's to make it so that it doesn't have to be die yeah. As soon as you can say, your goal can be something you or the character wants, doesn't have to line up, yeah. Pandora's box is open. Because, hey, 9 out of 10 times, I'm going to be like, something that your heart yeah. wants. But maybe I'm like, no, I want to show that she has these problems, so yeah. I'm going to pitch this to Tyler as my goal. That's Chronicles of Darkness. Fair enough. Um, I think that's the only big stick in my problem. Like, but the fact that whenever I sat down to do my goal, like it, it's the one black mark that stood out every yeah. session. I sat down, it's like, okay, guys, what's your goal? I'm like, oh man, my goal is gonna be. I'm like, oh right, 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 right. Yeah. Something your heart wants. Like I was ready to be like, oh man. Huh. So yeah, I guess that's enough harping on that. Yeah. Yeah. Um. 
to pull back a bit and look at Mouseguard's assistant, it almost feels like skills don't need to exist. Or aspects or traits don't need to exist. One half of the system doesn't seem to need to exist, and not in the way, not in like a, like, not in like a, like a, like a cut it way. In a, the session should start, and we should be handed out a pile of dice. And as the session goes on, we throw those dice in to be our dice pools, and then we start running low, and that's when we have to kind of find other ways to to scare up dice. I think, yeah. like this isn't something that I'm seriously suggesting for us guard, but like, it almost feels like the skills themselves don't why matter as much as if they were like these sort of abstract categories where it's like hey i haven't done scouting in a while so i'll tap scouting for you know dice to pop yeah up. i mean there seems to be like a couple big categories with like oh with the crossover surviving on the road slash in the nature the social stuff the combat stuff roughly the like yeah, it's like, like if you were converting to something like power but the apocalypse you have like a couple main Main Pluses. basic moves yeah. and, and GM cuts. And then, like, yeah, you'd have some flavor to that. Or if it was like Fate, instead of having skills, you'd have these, these chunks of aspects. Yeah. And, like, you have certain free, uh, what do they call them, compels or raises on them. Yeah. So when the game starts, it's like, hey, you have, like, three free raises on this thing, so you can tap it for points every time. But once you're out, now you got to start scrounging. Yeah, the traits and the raises are interesting. Like, I like them being able to use it for yourself and against yourself a little bit you know those checks to just get all of them punch me in the face and yeah. i think a little bit like oh once you get to trade level three especially with trade that you can use all the times like oh, that can be a little bit sway because you get an automatic success on everything oh, oh, oh. next season fios goes to three yeah and assuming she lives yeah um, yeah, it, it almost felt like the game, the skills were kind of like, I, it, when I'm looking at Mouse Guard and kind of how the, the, the mechanics are pushing what the game's like, it feels like the Mouse Guard skills are just there because it's RPGs need skills. Yeah. <laughs> we're like, it could have been like, pick four or five things your character is good at or your character is knowledgeable at, and they get a pool and the game starts, and outside of that, you gotta kind of drag and drop from other things. It's not like a big series suggestion. I'm not saying we overhaul the game or anything. It's just something about skills seems a little unsatisfying. I have fight. I never need another skill again for <laughs> a third of the conflicts we get into. Um, I mean, I could have took Hunter, and then I could have also fought and also be catching animals. Um, I so used, in a way, fight is the poor man's Hunter. I <laughs> used uh, a lot more skills than you did. Like, a lot more variety, and uh, I think it's good that there's the ones that there are. Some didn't come up, but that's just the nature of the game. Nothing, not everything always comes up. <laughs> to, to echo Peter, yeah, there being Pathfinder and Scout. Uh, but I mean, to echo Nicole, I like it because of the help mechanic. Yeah, no, yeah, you can be all like, hey, you're new Pathfinder, I'll take Scout, but looking back, I, that, that's how it went, though. Someone's like, I'm gonna be a Scout, and someone's like, I'll take Pathfinder, and someone's like, I'll take the weather skill. So it's like, it's a game of uh, musical chairs, where it's like, wherever someone sits, you pick the chairs that haven't been sat on. And then, like, it's um, it's like, the one person picks the norm, the, the obvious skill, maybe two other people pick the, the secondary obvious skill, and whoever is, whoever is left not sitting down at the end of the music for musical chairs is like, oh, I don't fucking know, I'll use, like, foraging to find us some berries. Yeah. And at the end of the day, it all gets the same amount of points, one extra die. 
Yeah. It's not, I don't know if it's a critique or complaint. It's more like an observation. The, the skills and how they're divided seem like they're... The game is better than that. Yeah. Most Guard's engine c deserves more. Yeah. Because that seems like that's old design that was there because yeah. that's just how games work. Well, I think you could just have the skills and be trained in them and have them have levels like traits of one to three. You know who did that? Uh, for a fucking crazy system, Star Wars Saga Edition. So when 3rd oh, Edition yeah. was coming to an end, they released a version of Star Wars. They had a D20 Star Wars game and it was a fucking nightmare. But they released a version called Saga Edition, which was uh, a long book instead of a tall book. It was like a coffee table book. And it was actually a test bed for 4th Edition D&D. Many of the 4th Edition mechanics showed up in it, which happened again later with 5th Edition. They released an edition of D&D that was kind of weird and was a prelude to it. Star Wars kind of always does that. Um, so in, fourth, in, in Star Wars Saga Edition, you had your level, plus like your, your strength or charisma bonus... Um, and then if you had a skill tagged, you got an automatic... Uh, if you had a skill tagged, you you could just roll it normal. If you didn't have a tag, you got like a small minus. And if you tagged it and had a mastery to it, you got like plus five always. So mm. it was like three different states the skill could be in. Mm. So it was like, you're either kind of bad at it, you're either pretty good at it, or you're either so fucking amazing it's ridiculous. Yeah. Because at level one, you could have like plus 15 to a skill. It wasn't hard to get. Yeah. And oh, then yeah. ratchet it up with you. It feels like Mouse could take advantage of something like that, where it's like, mm -hmm. you know, I am the fight. I am the the. I am the blah. Yeah. Also, it was like, you know, getting the aid bonus. It's like, hey, guys, come on, let's figure out how yeah. to rejoice. the collection um, play. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah, I have nothing in my wallet, man. Would you like a coupon? <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't know. Again, not really a complaint, more than just an observation yeah. that I, I feel that that part seemed in congruent with yeah. the rest of the system for what it was going for. For a system that turned fighting, dealing with the weather, uh, you know, hunting animals, dealing with a war, uh, social manipulation stuff with one robust kind of dynamic rock, paper, scissors engine, the, the skill thing just seemed out of place. How did you guys like the conditions? What, what conditions? I think I should have used them more. Yeah. And especially because it's a thing that does punish giving help. Is that if you give someone help and they get a condition, you all get the condition. Oh, Ooh. you motherfuckers. That's interesting. You're going to get me sick. <laughs> that's interesting, yeah. because yeah, you're all involved because you helped. Yeah, that would have been something. That's cool. Um, I didn't really interact with it that much like, because I wasn't yeah. in the game very often. <laughs> like also, like in conflict, helping conflict, that seems to be almost game-breaking. It's like, I don't know. It's like, it's like, oh, whether you get your one roll with like, oh, four or five, plus possibly three, that's a giant sway there. I think that's good though, because it, it, the mouse guard is all about like one mouse is weak, but like together we're strong. Yeah. Yeah. Um, condition, yeah. If they come out more often, that would be more interesting. At the same time, getting rid of some of them is a bitch. <laughs> like injured. I was like, injured for like two sessions. And it forces you to use more checks. I mean, the thing is, all the checks are independent, so if A, if you don't have enough dice pool, you might as well not roll it. <laughs> B, if you fail, well, there's no, like, getting towards your goal. So, like, pass, fail, pass, fail. It's like, oh, I'm sick. I'm sick. Oh, now I'm not sick. Yay. It's like, plus you're also spending your checks on that, which, eh, I don't know. 
And also, like, uh, it, it was interesting to have that. Let's do a, se a session recap so you get rid of one of your conditions or tired or something like that. It's like tired a, a neat mechanic in itself, I suppose. Mm. We're all positive. Yeah, it's an interesting system. The teams are definitely very strong, very nice. At some points, I wasn't sure what Moscard wanted us to do. Mm. Um, I don't know, maybe that was just me not being familiar with it, but at some points in the game, I couldn't tell if the game wanted us to be meek mice who fled from danger, or like crusading woodland eagle scouts who were like, you know, saving people from bears and tigers. Kind of both, it seems like the... I felt like I was pulled in the direction, like, I didn't know if Gearheart grabbing onto a bird and dropping off of a tree to like cloak us from damage was totally out of theme of the game, or like... The kind of shit you see in nature, like that happens in nature. Like animals will get fucked up and nuts mm. with each other. Well, I think that like that is the theme of the game is being pulled in two directions because makes sense. mice's nature is to flee and not be brave and stuff. But you're sentient creatures, and you know mm. that you sometimes have to be brave, and you chose this what, career path I mean, that needs it. <laughs> that makes sense. I think like in the first comment, there was like some mice got attacked by a snake, and one of the mice. Tries to solve the comic by jumping into the snake's mouth and stabbing it from the inside. Which doesn't work that way! Uh, well, makes it, it makes it feel like nature is unnecessary. <laughs> as a thing, like... Or as it as it plays out right now, where it's like... Because we're... Gardmash is supposed to be like the best of the best. The people who don't act completely like mice and go out and, you know, actually do engage in war and I mean, uh, whatnot. It could be like, hey, like a little thing here, like... He's, you know, way above his head here, as a little poor mice thing. He has high nature, so his instincts have to flee, but, you know, overcoming that, and so on. It doesn't, it doesn't try to encourage overcoming that, though. Mm. It tries to say that, you know, being a mouse is good, but if you're too mouse-like, you can no longer be part of the mouse guard. If you become too human-like, which is just a thing, mm. that you can also not be a mouse guard. It's, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Feels like an unnecessary mechanic. I guess it would be more interesting with like Chronicles of Darkness, Werewolf thing, where like, oh, you have bonuses for either end of the spectrum. Well, you do have bonuses for either end. With a high nature, you can roll it and get a bunch of extra dice, but if you have low nature, you get extra treats or whatever, which are I mean, really that's, useful. That's only for character creation, like later on, like, oh, bumping the nature, lowering it down, taxing it more, because you can lower the nature pretty easily. It's good for learning new skills, actually, because uh, you test equal to your nature rank. So. Oh, yeah. That, yeah. so you learn more if you're more human link. Oh! <coughs> I did not know that. That's really cool. Yeah. <sighs> Problem. I don't think I have anything else to say. Yeah, I think that's it for me. Do you have any questions for us uh, you want to throw out? Or any observations? You know the system better than we do, just because you own the actual physical book, so... I like, know. Uh, Toss it out. Yeah, like, like, I think uh, the book relies on people having read the comic and internalized the world and so on. Maybe we'll be able to have a little bit more expose, like directly talking to people. Okay, this is like what the world's like. This is what it's doing. Like, like in the first session, like, hey, do we use money? Are we the government guys? What's I mean, <laughs> I never felt like a fish out of water in this game. Like, I never felt like I needed the lore of the book, mostly because I looked at a 
few pounds of the comic, and instantly I kind of clicked with what this what it was I throwing mean, down. It was, I didn't even get that. It was like set the tone on like, hey, these guys are, you know, we're going to the city. Do we own this place or are we guests? I mean, that's just that's just normal questions you ask. Like even if I knew about the lore of the world, I'd still ask that stuff. Yeah. I'm not trying to shut down what your 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 observation. I'm just. Yeah, it didn't feel that way to me. Like I, I, I think I kind of got what it was putting out right off the bat. Hmm. Yeah, I think that's it then. Hmm. Yeah, pretty much. All right. Well, uh, I guess that's it. Um, you want to wrap us, Tyler? Um, what do I say? You say my. I was Tyler. I was Tyler. Kevin. Peter. Devin. And Nicole. And this. Sponsored by nobody, closing out most guard, signing off.